You open your door and see a brown cardboard box on your doorstep. Finally, your package has arrived. That new pair of shoes you've been saving up for, or a gift you got for your friend's birthday. Walking away, a delivery person, probably dressed in the classic brown uniform, or maybe a white shirt with purple and orange writing, hops back into their delivery van and drives off to deliver another package. But have you ever wondered, what did it take to get this package delivered to me today? Or more specifically, what did it cost? This is something most of us don't stop to think about, but Federis did, asking the question, why is shipping with FedEx and UPS so expensive? So the most interesting thing about FedEx and UPS prices that we noticed when we started looking into them was the exact match in percentage increases year on year that both companies were uh, publishing. The overall increase as a whole for the last few years is shocking. They know that the, the, the shipper typically doesn't have anywhere else to turn. This is Fair and Square, a podcast from Federis. I'm Sophie Kamel. Shipping. We shop online a lot nowadays for everything from new clothes to groceries. We press a button and expect the items to appear on our doorstep as soon as possible. Or maybe you're the one shipping things. You're sending something like a care package to a loved one who lives far away. Or you've started your own business and need to ship orders to customers. Whatever it is, we all depend on shipping one way or another, which is why Federis decided to investigate. Looking into this uh, sort of match in prices um, it can be done on a historical basis because prices are published in such detail by both FedEx and UPS. That's Max Thyler, a director and head of competition at Federis, explaining how Federis started this investigation. So we know that uh, there's this release every year in the autumn. The timing isn't always exactly the same, but usually it happens around uh, August, September, October. Um, FedEx usually goes first. They put out this booklet of all their prices. UPS goes second, publishes their prices a few months later. Um, and because these, these publications sort of exist historically, we can go back and we can look at the, at the price changes across all these different surcharges for, uh, you know, for several years. This is when the team noticed something odd. The price increases over the last eight years were exactly or almost exactly identical between FedEx and UPS. But before we get ahead of ourselves, let's hear from some people who know a little bit more about how this all works. So my name is Matt Samowski, and my job title, I'm the Client Engagement Manager here at Shipware. Um, prior to joining Shipware, I worked at UPS for the last four years, most recently as a senior account executive working with some of the largest shippers across the United States. The GRI itself is an acronym for the general rate increase, and it's something that FedEx and UPS introduce every single year to the, to the market. Each year, FedEx and UPS announce their GRIs, or general rate increases. This is the percentage that each company increases their standard shipping rates by. A lot of us, including myself internally, refer to it as the guaranteed rate increase because they, uh, they never surprise us with it. The GRI is released in a massive booklet containing all the prices and surcharges for the coming year. So every year... FedEx and UPS announce price increases across the board, which range from standard shipping rate increases to increases in the home delivery surcharge or fuel surcharge. 
Um, so not only was this headline sort of average general rate increase exactly the same in percentage terms, but even individual surcharges were going up exactly the same in percentage terms. So, uh, for example, in our analysis, we looked at um, first overnight rates at FedEx and UPS between 2001 and 2002. Um, both went up by exactly 3.8%. We looked at priority overnight. Uh, both went up by exactly 7.5%. Uh, Two-day airmail for both FedEx and UPS both went up by 4.9%. Uh, so, um, obviously, across this wide range of very different prices, uh, very detailed pricing schedules, there was an exact match between the two uh, ostensible competitors in this market. So, not only are the overall general rate increases identical for both companies, so are the exact surcharges and how much those surcharges increase by. These price increases are also well above inflation, indicating that they are not about just covering costs. To get a better understanding of the market, the team compared the U.S. courier market to the Canadian courier market. Uh, so one of the interesting things about this phenomenon is that we actually don't see uh, a, similar, <clears throat> a similar situation in Canada, despite um, presumably quite similar uh, sort of underlying conditions. Uh, Canada has a more competitive courier market than, um, than the U.S. does. Just a simple test, how much does it cost to send a package from New York to Toronto versus how much does it send to the same package from Toronto to New York? Um, ostensibly, this is exactly the same logistically. In fact, if anything, it might be slightly easier uh, to send to um, Toronto, uh, given that there's sort of less density on the ground there. Uh, but uh, what we found is that it's actually 30% uh, more expensive to send a package from New York to Toronto than it is to send a package from Toronto to New York, uh, which implies that the sort of the U.S. courier market is uh, you know, significantly more expensive than the Canadian courier market in attempting to accomplish what is effectively exactly the same shipment. The Canadian market seems more competitive than the U.S. market. The companies do not appear to release GRI figures the same way that they do in the U.S. The price increases are lower, and there are more courier options in Canada, not just the standard FedEx and UPS. So why does this matter? The reason that the um, exactly matching price increases is interesting from, a, from an antitrust perspective is that this is obviously not happening by chance. Uh, the only thing that, that can explain uh, this, this level of match across, you know, thousands of different pricing and surcharges would be if they're, they're looking at each other's pricing schedules. Not only do FedEx and UPS announce almost identical rates, but they also announce them within months of each other. Now, this isn't necessarily illegal in and of itself or, or even necessarily indicative of, of uh, conscious collusion. Um, what, what this might be is something that economists call oligopolistic pricing, which is uh, a situation in which um, companies may price above the, the competitive rate uh, because they are confident that their competitor won't price below them and try to acquire market share from them. Um, so whether or not FedEx and UPS are actually agreeing to these, these price increases ahead of time or whether they have some kind of agreement in place which says, um, I, FedEx, will publish prices and you, UPS, will match my price increases – um, that, that may not actually exist in any kind of explicit sense. It may just be an oligopolistic situation in which the two companies uh, sort of know that it's rational for them to follow each other's price increases. FedEx and UPS have gotten in trouble in the past for related anti-competitive behavior in Europe. 14 courier companies, including UPS, were fined 169 million euros by the European Commission in 2012 for price fixing. In 2015, the French Competition Authority fined 20 companies – FedEx included 672 million euros 
for meeting on the sidelines of industry groups to fix prices. And most recently, in 2018, the Spanish Competition Authority fined FedEx, UPS, and other courier companies 68 million euros for colluding to allocate customers. We cannot know for sure how or why FedEx and UPS prices increase the way they do, but what we do know is that their prices are high and they will continue to get higher. How shipping uh, prices have increased in the last few years, it's a pretty loaded question. Yeah, so there's been some shifts in the market over the last few years about where these price points are being set from. But uh, recently, FedEx and UPS have been setting their prices with a focus and a sole focus on profits for the most part. Um, Over the last few years, this has become way more prevalent in the marketplace. A prime example is UPS's uh, CEO that took over a few years ago, Carol Tomei. She has a coin term, better not bigger, that the organization is really led by right now. Um, That term itself really just means we don't want to necessarily have all the packages or the most packages and be the biggest network. We just want the best packages that make us the most money. And that's really what it means. According to Matt, both companies continue to raise their prices to avoid attracting what he calls undesirable packages. Both of these carriers know what packages they want in their networks, and they set the rates according to the packages that they want to attract into their network. Um, In general terms, both carriers want packages that have favorable dimensions and weight. They don't want packages that are too heavy. They don't want packages that are too big, and they want them to have a pretty good delivery footprint, you know, going into major cities compared to super rural areas where the cost to the carriers becomes extremely high. These companies are more focused on shipping packages that are easy and more profitable than shipping as many packages as they can. But the reason these carriers announce it around the same time and the way they operate do, it's a tactical approach. They've conditioned their customers over the years to expect this increase around this same time of year, every single year. A lot of customers are like, well, why wouldn't one just leave it lower and they can get more packages? This is the reason. If they went that route, They're going to get more packages, but they're not going to get the packages that they want. It's really a customer conditioning. And like I said earlier, how far can really they push the needle of their customers along with their sales force? Because the end of the day, coming from the sales force world at UPS, they're the they're the main point of contact dealing with this with the customers. So FedEx and UPS raise their rates every year. And now customers just expect and prepare for higher prices. But they know that the shippers are still working in lockstep with all all pricing increases, pricing announcements, general rate increases. They all are the same. Meet Paul Yowsey, a senior professional services consultant at Shipware. And in my role, I help shippers negotiate contracts uh, with UPS and FedEx, as well as all other carriers that are in the parcel space. Because there are two main players in the parcel space in the United States, and of course, there are many others that have entered the market as a result of the pandemic, but because there are two main players that control the majority of the market share, yes, it has empowered them to act in this manner. They they both work, FedEx and UPS both work in lockstep and have for 
uh, nearly two decades have worked in lockstep with all of their rate increases, all of their new surcharge increases, all of their new surcharge announcements. They typically follow one another very, very quickly. Uh, within a couple of weeks to a month after one particular carrier announces their increase or their new surcharge, the other carrier does the same thing. With only two big players in the market, Paul says that most shippers and the couriers know that shippers have no other choice but to accept the price increases. Um, it's really just pulling the levers where they can to ultimately keep the customer as happy as possible while continuing to collect as much as possible on that package. After years of working in the industry, both Matt and Paul feel that the couriers are not doing their best to serve their customers. I, I've spent nearly three decades in logistics management. And in my previous roles, I always used to think that UPS and FedEx were actually competing against one another. Um, about five to six years ago, it kind of dawned on me that I don't necessarily believe that to be the case anymore. Ultimately, whether FedEx and UPS's identical and synchronized price increases are the result of too much market power in the United States or explicit coordination, businesses and consumers are overpaying for shipping services when compared to other countries. Federis has shared its work with the Federal Trade Commission and the Department of Justice. Head over to our website to see cases we've worked on and to stay up to date on our most recent investigations.